he's late. They're, I don't even know if Bruce is on, but Sam is late. He's officially late. We need to have a, you know, a strike facility just to, you know, punish don't those say. who don't respect the start of the podcast. Don't say strike round, Sam. Are, are we 100% sure Bruce hasn't been, you know, had his collar felt? What, ever since trying to flog dodgy laptops? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He might. He's disappeared. Oh, no, he's here. Oh, he got bail. Homicide police can't catch you. <laughs> Fifth Amendment uh, right, Bruce. Don't say anything. How many of them have you shifted? Um, I, I thought I was going to be late. Actually, I was still, I was still dealing with customers. Um, I think it's all about <laughs> four, about four, about four this week. So not too bad. I'm waiting for Sam. He's he's trying to rejig himself in the corner here. Oh, there he's he is. Doing what? Um, he's doing what? There he is. Ah, uh, Sam is officially late. Twenty-eight oh one. I think that's the first round. <laughs> I'm already in trouble. Not even started yet. Bloody hell! You don't no, we've started. Well. We started ages ago. We were waiting for you to turn up. Yeah, you start, waiting for you start, to turn up. You started one minute eight seconds ago. I can see in the live thing in the top corner. <laughs> two of us, two of us, Sam started half an hour ago with the Warsaw Pod. So you know, yeah. Well, two of us went to the game yesterday, Mike. Two of us the game yesterday, Mike. So, oh, can you just fucking mute him? He's already doing me head in. Daniel Lewis, evening. How are you? Ha- good evening, everybody following us. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, feel free to say hello. Um, Hiya. Evening, Tackleberry. Not you. Bruce Hiya. wants to, you know, <laughs> Bruce wants to, um, do you need to do anything more for your pot, for the, um, uh, for, for the laptops? How no, many we'll, have you got we'll, left? Uh, it's got its own segment now in the show on it. Yeah, I need to find a, like a little jingle for it. Yeah, we'll talk later. I've got, I've got a couple of, items, couple of items this week that are um, up for sale. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, yeah, and uh, what was the other thing? Um, sorry to the Lionesses for losing in the World Cup final. That was very sad. Played like town. They're always feeling bad about bad enough as it is, Alex. Don't make it any worse. Bloody hell. <laughs> That Andrew Niles says that three me started on time. We would have started even more promptly, Andrew. If, uh, not, much, here not much as it three me, Andrew. Otherwise, I'd be here on time, wouldn't I? I've expected to start on time, but hey ho, sod's law in it. There is, is a reason the we started on time. And the reason we started on time is because me and Alex were here for five minutes making small talk and got bored, so just started as soon as <laughs> <we got. laughs> it tells me it's showtime, so I tick it on. Hot Sauce says, Is that the sulfur picture for the thumbnail? Are you talking about the thing behind us? Uh, no, I think that was one from Sam yesterday. These people who actually attend the games are very kind to send me an image. Bruce included his as well, but um, only shows the it grotty. Did, it didn't make the grade, did it? it no, grotty main stands, yeah. At least Sam's is looking out from it. <laughs> before, before we go any further, could I just say, Sam, when you start, you know, flaming up, can you mute your mic? <laughs> <laughs> just sat there snorting and thinking in a way. Just, just mute it, mate. Jesus. Hey, yeah, well, you know, parliamentarians do what parliamentarians do. <laughs> he's got, he's got that, he's well, got that slobbering dog, dog off Boris, hasn't he? Well, hold on. That's that's three minutes twenty two seconds. I'm making note of this. How long? I'm making a note every week now about how long it takes someone to make a Tory jab at me. This week it's three uh, minutes twenty two seconds. I beg your pardon. There was no conservative joke there. I said parliamentarian. I didn't say conservative. Oh, well, okay. you should work for the BBC with that level of impartiality. Yes, Bruce? Uh, this is, this, 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 when, you're talking about, when you're talking about clock and time, this leads me on to my first sale item, actually, quite nicely. Go on, a, then. Um, Hang a on. Smiggle, a smiggled children's clock. What's it. so special about it? It's for kids. 
It's okay. And it's got it's got bright colours. I mean, it, it it could be like I don't know, but it's just it's just a nice clock. It, it, I can't show it's working though because there's no batteries. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it it lights up and stuff, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I've got the instructions for the person that buys it. Is that where you've got to say batteries not included there, Bruce? Between us, Bruce, we're uh, all right. We could, we, could, we could do a duo sale. Look. Yeah, well, I wanted to get that out of the way early because I've got. I, I need to. When, when we get further into the pod, I. Uh, what have I you got, got I Sam? Got, I got. Th I got threatened with a banning order on Tuesday at Salford game. Carry I've got these one pound batteries. Go at one pound batteries. Yeah, I think Father Christmas brought these from about ten years ago. Oh, Ben, ben Peacock. Like ben, ben Peacock's walking past my house. He's a he's a town fan. Shout him. No, he's he's gone now. Ben says, "Nice little clock." I thought I, I, didn't have, I thought, I thought, I thought my audio would be better this week. I've got AirPods now. Bruce is, but it's yeah, six, no, you sound fine. It's six pound, by the way. Six pound. It's it's six pound for that, is it? Yeah. But it was worth more. Thought if you doing a car boot. Go down oh, to Morrison's on a Sunday. Yeah, but you got to pay five pound to get in. I've only got a little clock. Exactly. <laughs> I would love you to just go down and with a clock the on the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Been going really well today. Will you, take, will you take four? No, I can't because it's cost me a fiver to get in. <laughs> yeah, can I? I need at least to break even. I want to get a cup of coffee. Uh, Simon yeah. Hudson says that's a heavy clock. Don't make me keep saying this. Bruce is like Del Boy, says Wayne Clark. Hey, Hot Wayne, you wait for this. Where is it? Bruce is acting like someone down Freeman Street trying to sell something they just nicked. A children's iPad case, but I don't know what size iPad it's for. It doesn't even look like it's for. Okay. Fine. It looks like one. Looks like one of them. You know. You remember that? What's that kids' film with the um, with the different coloured people? Inside Out. Is it? Maybe you used to watch that. It looks like one of the characters out of that look. Is 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 it a case of somewhere around Grimsby there is a child that has had their iPad case stolen today? Mike, shut up. It says this says a lot about Bruce's, you know, like fingeredness because he leaves the iPad and takes the case. What's I've this? Got a I've got a. a Brazil shirt, someone I don't know. I don't know. Set the standard very high on this pod, lads. But bloody hell, we're plumbing you depth this week, aren't we? What? We're no, six. We're six minutes in. And we're Bruce's order to sell knockoff Norwich City shirts with the Brazil flag on them. Um, that, <laughs> hey, Bruce, try selling it to some Man United fans when they're disenchanted with life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they they lost yesterday. They were lucky to get a win against Wolves, weren't they? The other day, Bruce they were lucky. Right, says Josh. They were lucky. It was only two 0 yesterday. The Spurs hit the bar and post twice. Daniel, Daniel Lewis, there is a film called Inside Out. I think he means like the little angry red red man who, you know, gets angry with the world. Yeah, it's or about, about it's, it's, a, it's like meant to be set inside someone's brain, isn't it? And like they're all yeah. like different emotions. Is that right? No, I don't know why it's, I girls, know it's the girl's brain. She's, they've, they've moved out and she's a bit pissed off with her parents, isn't she? Uh, Richard Young says, iPad case straight from the streets of Mararis. What's Mararis? What's, what's Rolf Harris got to do with it? Oh, it's, it's not his iPad, is it? God, I hope not. Yeah, well, he's not there using. Was, there it, was a joke. There was a joke there, but I didn't make it. Oh, I stopped. I stopped myself as well, Bruce. But, but I... I think Richard. I think, we, I think we should move on. I think we should move on. I think Richard had a decent question earlier on Twitter, and I was going to steal it. Was it him that was saying it? Yes, it was. So Richard said, and this is one for the the, the rest of the group. Um, so he's placed Issa's goal from yesterday as his third in his all-time GTFC goal scored at Blundell Park. Um, the best one full stop was Muzzy as its overhead kick. Then it was McAtee's against Altrincham and Cockrell's 
um, against Huddersfield. What would be anybody else's top top three? I'll let you all think about it. I can't remember who he was, but he he, he scored against us at, at home to Lincoln uh, between Christmas and New Year in about two thousand and fourteen. We got we lost the game three one. Um, we scored early doors. This put us ahead, but then we we conceded in quite so, goal two goals in quite quick succession before half time. The one that put them ahead, it, it must have been thirty five yards out. It came, he hit it straight. It came, the ball rolled out to him. He hit it first time. It went straight in the top corner. That's the best goal I've ever seen. That was a Park. that was a brilliant goal. I remember that goal. Alan Poughton's uh, own goal. Reading. Yeah, that was good. Oh. Now we're talking about guys. So both Daniel and Grimbo goals at Blundell Park only. So the ones that have been featured at BP. That's what we're looking for. Well, the Cockerill goal won my competition, but there's different kinds of goal, aren't there? You know, there's you know that that's an absolute. I've watched it quite a few times, and it's an absolute snorter that one yesterday. He just absolutely put his foot through it, and it just. Yeah, there was, there was people cowering behind the goal in the in the, in the Osman, I think. Absolutely, it was, it was great because you knew it was going to hurt you, but I I I thought it was going in the moment it left his boot. It had that it had that kind of vibe that it was. It's like, it's like he didn't it's, sky it's un- it. No, it's unquantifiable, but you can just tell the moment it's left his boot. You could tell it was going in. It was one of those. Um, yeah, it's, it's up there for certain. It looked better on replay than it did from the main stand. Actually, probably tells you need to know the view from the main stand. To be fair. I assumed it was uh, ball post, ball post, ball post, ball post net. Is that about right? Hold on. What? He's on about. I think he's describing the ball's journey through your eye line from the. Yeah, so ball post, ball post. He's making a joke, Sam. He needs to tell us when he's doing this. He's making a joke about the view from the main stand. I thought he was talking about. I thought he was talking about it coming off the post and then going into the goal. I, I, no. I, I was. Just, I was trying to be polite. I'll stop in future. Jack Coolin says Marcus Marshall scored one. I can't remember. I remember he scored a, a decent one against Welling. Hot Sauce says Hunt's free kick against Barnet. I think there's been better. Um, ben Davis's I thought was better. Uh, Disley's no, header Marshall. against Disley's header again about twenty fifteen yeah. at yeah, home to cracking. Braintree it was a ball Robbie from Vamper, Yeah, yeah, Van Persie. Rob- Van Disley, yeah, that was a great goal. Missed about um, four games, then like three last years. Both McAtee. Oh, oh, Jack. Jack Cooperland has missed four games in three years at home. He missed the McAtee goal against Oldham and Easter's yesterday. <laughs> oh, so stay away I next spoke, week, Jack. I spoke to a lad earlier that was, uh, he was he's got family over from Australia and um, they didn't just arrive yesterday, <laughs> but. They, they 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 didn't grasp how long it would take to get to Blundell Park, and they were taking them yesterday for the first time in God knows how long. And as they walked in, everyone was just sitting down from applauding the goal. <laughs> oh no, that's harsh. Yeah, and then we and then we got worse in the second half. So yeah, that that, that wasn't all in all. That wasn't a great day, was it? I said, oh, you missed one of the best goals I've I've seen at Blundell Park in years. Um, is this the longest before we've actually started? No. Hmm. Um. I've um I was th- we were just, doing, we just doing a bit that you could join in, Mike. Yeah, I was I was always fond of David Nielsen's volley from against QPR. Yes, uh, very good goal. And he also did the same against West Brom, didn't he? Well, he just he you know he... the QPR one of them was QPR, wasn't it? It, it, it? There was one where Stacey Coldicott crosses it from the left hand side, and he just smacks it first time yeah. in the top corner. I think that was his first goal for Town. It was proper headers and volley stuff that he had so much. He'd found himself so much room. 
Oh, he was my favourite. He a lovely, lovely somersault, didn't he? Yeah, we'd never seen that. We felt like we were big time then, didn't we? Didn't McAtee do it after he scored against Weymouth at the start of last season? No, season before last. And uh, Josh Rafter, BP at home, game goals at home. He got a bollock. He got a bollocking, didn't he, from Hurst, and he wasn't allowed to do it anymore. Yes. Uh, Ben says from talk from Bruce's little clock talked about ball CBT. Block and ball top. Please don't make me say this stuff. Why are you doing that to me? Um, yeah, well, I guess we should really start because we scored a decent goal. We've actually talked about it already in grand, great detail, so I'm not really sure what we're going to fill uh, the next hour with, but uh, we'll give it a go. Open wide for some soccer! And now the shipping forecast issued by the Met Office on behalf of the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency at 1130. Go! Double one three oh. I don't think I've ever wanted to be on a stand more than my life around there. They're going crazy. Yeah, they got penalty here. They've been fish flying about that. There's no tomorrow. What a magnificent piece of football! A really, really good job. You can't make the strength of that. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Before we get going, we'll do a couple of announcements. So on Tuesday uh, next week, one um, – actually, I'm in Grimsby. I've just realised that. Um, we can do it together, Bruce. Um, we are being joined by David Burns. Uh, once of the Football Forum has sadly been um, been shown the door by the BBC due to cost-cutting, I would imagine, uh, and has been covering sport in the region and town for, what, 30 years, Bruce, do you reckon? Um, if not more. Yeah, he'll tell us, won't he? He'll, t- he'll tell us. Absolutely. And um, always a bit of a live wire. It's going to be a really interesting one. If you go to slido.com and then the hashtag is GTSC, you can put in any questions. Have a read through the ones that have been put up by people already and upvote them as as, as we go as well. And, and feel free to join us on Thursday. We'll do it. Or Tuesday, sorry. We'll be on here on, you know, on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. So well worth joining us for that. And then the other thing which I'm slightly nervous and excited about is we have launched a merchandise pod pod shop, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, We've done a couple of exclusive prints that we've done from designs that you've seen throughout the um, throughout the last couple of years, some of which you've helped us with. They are now for sale on Etsy. So um, I'll put a little thing up in the corner in a minute. Uh, but if you go to Etsy.com and we'll, you know, launch it on social media too. But they're well worth doing. I have been piss arsing about with printing them all day. So you get things like that, which is massive. Oh, I feel like one of those uh, women in the game show. Um, and then um, you also that sort of one as well. As well. So um, have a look. We've also got some stickers, but we're trying to work out how we can um, sell them for a profit rather than for 30p a go. Uh, but um, they'll be up as well. So uh, any queries on that, let us know. Please buy them, because the printer we bought was very expensive. Uh, uh, and that's it, really, on that. Um, anything? Anybody else got anything to flog or to promote? Uh, conservative MPs trying to flog. <laughs> we will not get anything for conservative MPs being flogged. Uh, well, actually, if, that, if we're flogging them, we might be able to be like, you know, dunking a teacher at school. <laughs> um but um yeah town drew 1-1 they also won against uh old little Salford, who tend to have our number um 
Have we actually done anything on Salford yet? I don't think we have, have we? Because it was a Tuesday night game. What were your thoughts on what was overall a pretty good performance? Bruce is unmuted. He's quick to go for it and was there. Thoughts? Uh, I yeah, uh, I got in trouble before the game on Tuesday. I feel like, I feel I need to confess. Um, Maisie took a friend with her to the game on Tuesday. One of a few of the lads couldn't make it because it was midweek, and. Um, we were walking down Grimsby Road and a few of the lads were going in the New Imp Club and I thought, hang on a minute, Maisie's got a friend with her today. She can go to the game on her own uh, and we'll we'll catch her up. So me and a couple of the lads, I gave her a season ticket and off she trotted. Um, about 10 minutes later, I'd only just got my pint, she um, rang me. Can I be a flag bearer, please? Um, they've asked if we want to, if me, and, me and my friend want to be a flag bearer. Yeah, yeah, of course you can. No, that's not how did they? How did they ask them? They just approached them in the stand. They see children that they think that they'd like uh, to wave okay, the fine. flags, yeah. and they anyway. But they need my adult signature. All oh, right, okay. Well, I've just got my pint. I'll be, I'll drink it quick, and I'll be there in ten minutes. No, they need you now. Oh, all right then. I reckon well, I'll this be there. Has I'll, been I'll, I'll be there as quick as I can. Anyway, cut long story short. Drunk my pint, walked in the ground. You've got to see the steward called. I can't remember his name, and I won't name him, even if I could. Uh, you've got to see the steward, and he'll go and get them to come and get us. And what was that? They, they did want them to be flag bearers, but they were coming so they could tell me off as well, because I'm not allowed to let unattended children go in the ground on their own. They've got Isn't to be 14. The... They've got to be 14. I thought they can go to town on their own, shopping, and they can do this, that, and the other, but they've got to be 14. And I, I genuinely never realised. So apparently this woman was going, uh, where, where, where's, your, where's your parent or your adult? Oh, over there. Maybe sort of pointing through the fenders. What, in the bar or the toilets or something? No, in the pub. <laughs> so anyway, I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm, one more, I'm one more misdemeanour away from a stadium ban, I think. I, I, surely the turnstile operator's got to have some say in this, haven't they, as they let two that, random kids through the gate? That was mentioned, but yeah, anyway, it was my, apparently it was my bad. Well, so I anyway, I, can't, I don't, I don't, but I don't know. I don't know though. What I need to find is because what I used to let her do, if we were in the fan zone and she was bored, then I would let her go to the, I go to the state. I'd let her go and sit in the seat, and I'd, I'd come round and meet her. But technically, I'm in the ground, aren't I? In the fan zone. Well, shall we put? We'll put this to Christine, shall we? For uh, you know clarification. How? How? I'm in the. I'm in the. I'm in the ground. I'm. I'm next you're to on the, the property. Yeah. Anybody like if I stand under the floodlight, anyone that wants to argue that the floodlight is not in the ground with me will I'll I'll argue that. Bruce. Yeah, uh, anyway, Bruce. I got in I got in trouble. Bruce think, arguing what, with social services. <laughs> one more of them, one, one more one more strike and I'll be I'll be on the uh, club banning list. And I'll I'll ask a scunny because they cancel all theirs. I think the next the first stop that you want to do it again, Bruce, is to brief Maze in advance and say, Where's your dad? And when they ask that question Oh, by the way, he's just helping some distressed old ladies cross the road. He's doing a he's doing a community good rather than saying he's in the pub with his mates having a couple of drinks. Or she could say I'm in the toilet with diarrhea. They're not going to come and check on that, are they? No, that's the, true. The stewards probably know you. There's one of those stories they will probably believe, and isn't the old woman one? I reckon it's all been planned. I reckon the stewards knew, and they're like, actually, mate, can you see Maisie's here on her on her own? Let's get her let's to be get a flag him. bearer. Let's get him. Yeah, let's get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get him. He sold me. He sold me a laptop, and it's been dodgy as anything. It hasn't worked. <laughs> anyway, if that's if that's the case, I've got some more. Oh, buy, buy, buy another one. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, when you're selling this sort of stuff, you only really want it to last a year, don't you? So they need another one. Only fools and fennec. <laughs> that yeah. won't happen with the prince, by the way. 
<laughs> this this steward ain't got a kid that now long no longer has an iPad cover, do they? Yeah. <laughs> then, no didn't comment. see that clock being nicked, did they? No comment. I missed this bit. I should have had the last of the summer wine music on. I've missed a golden opportunity here. No, it was a serious it was a serious offence. I don't, I don't think it needed you to make jokes of it. No, we don't want to need to make light of a uh, light of. I'll be honest, Bruce. No, if, Bruce I'd that, if, I'd, if I'd done that, if I'd done that, I wouldn't have fessed up on a podcast to tens of people. There's only us four in there. <laughs> I, would, I would have tried to keep that as quiet as possible if I'd done that. Well, he has keep it quiet. Uh, it was a genuine here. mistake, and if anything, it's a if anything, it's a public service thing, isn't it? Because I'm now letting all the other people that do the same thing know that you're not supposed to do it and. Make your kid look miserable. In the, if they're sat on the ground on their own, make them look miserable like they don't want to be a flag bearer. That's the moral of the story. Did, um, well, I, me and Leanne passed Charlie over the away area. Is that a problem? Charlie went into the Woking game in the Woking side and then at half time we swapped him over and brought him into the better side. Am I being so a derelict? So he, so he jumped in with the away fans? Yeah. Or the home fans? Yeah. Yeah, as a you know, an eighteen month old. He, he, he um, wants Hooligan. banning, not you, not you. He yeah. wants banning. That's true. That is very true. Question is, Bruce, uh, will you let her do it again? Asked Daniel Lewis. <laughs> no comment. Uh, I need to. I need to move seats next season. I do like the idea now that Maisie is going to come in, and all she's going to have is, "Where's your dad? Where's your dad? Where's your dad?" <laughs> She'll be fully briefed. I'll be. I'll be on a watch list now of some sort, won't I? Yeah. They're going to track with every. They're going to track with everybody now. They're going to. They, they, they've now. They've got Bruce. They've thought right. This is now our opportunity to kind of get all sorts of banning orders with all sorts of negligent dads out there. Finally, we can no longer use Blundell Park as the babysitting service it was expected to be. Bruce is going to walk down the Game's down the gone. lower lower the next game, and he's and he's just going to get or Maisie's going to walk like, "Where's your dad? Where's your dad?" From like all the fans around him. Is it babysitting or was it or is it child abuse? I'm a, I, I kind of verge between those two when I'm talking to Dad about it these days. Why did you take me? Why did you insist on bringing me back? Could be worse. You she could go dancing. She could go to the memorial for a bloody week in the holidays dancing. That what are we talking about, Sam? Shit we... in the boring shit in the world. Well, so you sort of say that uh, so you mentioned football there being a kind of form of babysitting. Is it babysitting or is it child or, or is it child abuse taking them to? Blundell, I, I didn't know Kistabund. whether you were talking. I didn't know you were talking about Blundell Park or taking them to the local Conservative Club. I knew where that was going the moment you open your mouth. It's yeah. so predictable. You need some new ones. <laughs> Policies, yes, please. <laughs> I'm sort of looking forward to next year, but we're out and it's your lot in. I can, I can start oh, joking. I can, see it. I can see it now. Conservative parliamentarian defeats, uh, admits defeat 18 months from election. <laughs> um, is if you go to Scunny, says Jack, uh, can we bring up this... Uh, Pip being uh, not at the highest level of discount at all. Um, oh, right. Okay, then. Oh, fine. I've wandered into that one. Um, I don't know anything about it in terms of I don't know what the national levels are and it's up to them I'm, to decide. I'm, I'm, sitting, out, I'm sitting out of this one. <laughs> it's an emotive subject, but I don't. I can understand where the club come from. It can open up a, you know, a floodgate of people. But I would imagine they have to go through some national list and and point scoring, and I I don't expect I wouldn't want the club to be the arbitrators of who is disabled worthy of a disabled discount or not, because uh, I think there be dragons, but I also think there is room for um, for leniency and a bit of you know communion 
community spiritedness. Does that I, make I, sense? Yeah, I think I think it's very simple. Before we start talking about the football, I think Jason said on Twitter he was going to have a look at it and see what's happening. I think that's fair. And I think we've got to allow the club to do that. You know, we don't know the ins and outs of cases. We don't know the ins and outs of the policies and what have you. So it's difficult to really draw any conclusion about. I think that the club have said they're going to look into it. And from what you know about the club, they'll look into it properly and look into it fairly. And then we'll just see what happens from then. But I don't think the fact we don't know any details from either side of it really gives us much to much to be able to add to it. Yeah, and I, all I would say is, yeah, I don't want the, I don't expect the club to be the person that's having to dis, to qualify what would count as a disabled ticket or not. Um, I would imagine they go on some sort of government guideline. I look to Sam, uh, who I, it'd be very rude to ask him because I assume he doesn't know that. But um, I would imagine that would be the policy. I've done some work regarding it, but I've got no, I've, I don't I might look into it tomorrow actually, uh, just for kind of interest as much as anything regarding how. Uh, how the rating is if it works and um i know there was some campaign a couple of years because they made it harder last year to um qualify for a certain level of a, a level of pip I, I, I don't want to go into it on this to be honest because it makes me think i'm talking about bloody work and i don't want to do that um but I, I do know there's been a change in the last year that's made it harder to get things like football season tickets um due to your pip rating yeah and uh, i've had experience with that with my father-in-law so i i understand where it's coming from and Whoever it is, I don't know who they are, but hell of a tough time to going through it. And if the club is one of your connections, and I can understand why it's so important. And I, one thing I would like to say is that it's, it's taken far too long to improve the disabled facilities at the club because they, at the moment, it's absolutely fine in terms of being sat in the sun in the corner. But when it starts to get miserable and it's hammering it down, you know, it's not it's not good enough. And we need to, you know, at the very least, just buy a you know mobile classroom with a few windows in it. And um, put it in a corner while we were. I know yeah. what about it isn't justification, but it was just the same case at Meadow Lane last week. That the, the disabled fans at the kind of bottom of the stand were getting absolutely piss wet through. Yeah. Uh, last last Saturday, um, so I just thought that was worth mentioning. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Um, I hope we covered that exceptionally touchy subject. Thank you, Daniel, for throwing that at me. Um, uh, let's talk about football. Drew 1-1 with Mansfield. Um, the only thing I would say after two games against them in the close proximity, I would like to say that Mansfield are a lot better than us. And with nine players out injured, um, that was a pretty um, impressive performance from them. I think, yeah, <laughs> they're, a, they're a damn good side, aren't they? I think that's the first thing you've got to prefix it with. There, are, there won't be many sides, if any. I'd be, I'd be surprised you come to Blundell Park and play with that much authority on the ball in terms of their possession, in terms of their comfort on the ball, in terms of their movement off it, in terms of the options all the players had. It looked like they would an extra man right throughout the day, right throughout the afternoon from the first sort of 15, 20 minutes onwards when they really got on top of the game and didn't really give us a sniff um, in terms of the kind of balance of play. Um, so I suppose the positive you can take from that is, is that they're, I reckon they're as good as anything we're going to come up against in terms of footballing this season. And we've come away with a point, if you want to put a really positive spin on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think personally, from what I've seen, there's going to be 20 football teams that are worse than Mansfield that come to come to Blundell Park this year. Um, didn't know much about them before the season started. But are we one seen, of them? Yeah, <laughs> uh, quite, quite yeah, comfortably, yeah, mate. We, we, we are, but you know, um, I think they're a very good team. They're a team that have had um, 
a lot a few years together they've had time to be able to go through transfer windows and build a squad and you can see that by the fact they've got nine nine injuries but they still all know how to play the game we're we're a lot different and a lot earlier in our journey where we've got quite a lot of uh, new signings coming in but you know quite one or two, and I don't want to say more than that, but there was one or two comments yesterday about it being the same as last season. Well, I can guarantee you, we play a team that good last season, we lose. We lose by two or three. Um, and I think for as good as Mansfield were, um, the goal came from a long ball in behind, which we should have cleared. Um, oh, really and, clear, given we made the same mistake two minutes earlier. That was, that's yeah. what really annoyed me about that. And I do think as good as they were, they started to resort, resort to whacking it long in behind Waterfall, which caused a lot of problems. So um, they can be as, you know, they're a good football inside, but until they put it in behind us, we, we were winning. So uh, the frustrating thing is the goal should have been avoided. Um, I think you've got issues with Eastwood coming off. You've got East, uh, issues with Waterfall getting exposed a little bit in that game. Maybe that's a conversation we have about, you know, people are taking advantage of his, his slowness and his inability on the ball. But we really should have defended that. It was a straight ball in behind. And that's a frustrating thing. A team as good as Mansfield, that's how they get the point. Looking as the season goes, I think this week, three points against Salford, a point against Mansfield is pretty much as good as any of us would have thought. Um and, you know, that's that's a good week. And I'm quite happy with that point and the three points against Salford. I thought there was a decent chance at the start of the week. I remember going thinking there's a realistic chance we're going to end up with no one point after four games, uh, given, the, given the two sides we were playing. Um, so to sort of follow on from that, um, I think we've all talked, we talked about it. If we can get through this sort of first sort of eight or nine games, I can't remember what it is, and we're still within sort of touching distance of the or sort of still um, within a few points of the top seven, then I think we'd all take that. Bruce mentioned last week about if we're going to compete, we need to be taking points off these sides who we think can be up there. And this week we've taken points off two sides who we expect to be up there. So um, I know I tend to be more towards the more positive end of the spectrum on this this kind of thing, but I think a lot of the negativity, or even with the lot, the negativity, I think in some cases it's it's a small minority that's the, the noisiest. Um, is a bit unfair and needs a bit of perspective, to be honest, given the, the size we've been playing against. Um, anyway, I've, I've spoken for quite a lot there. That's all right. Bruce, you were closest to the um, to the goal we conceded. Sam knows who he's blaming. He's back on keeper lynching and uh, is... Uh, Br- bring back Crokem. Bring back Crokem, he's saying. What were your thoughts on the performance? Because, uh, you know, I my, my general thought was it was a classic Hurst game in which he was... Uh, a little bit slow to change it and only changed it after the goal went in while Nigel Clough changed it at half-time. But given how the team performed after he changed it, maybe the reason he didn't change it is because the people that he was bringing on wouldn't be able to affect the game. I thought we... we I said change a lot then. I, I, think we were, I thought we were fairly equal till about 10 minutes from half-time, the two, the two teams. I didn't think they were massively better than us um, in the first half. Barring that they had a they had a ten minute spell up to half time where we were hanging on a little bit, um, but up to that I thought we played some quite nice stuff. Um, enjoyed watching. Um, sort of one of my friends was seeing Conte properly for the first time, and you know I thought he broke it up quite well. Uh, obviously we scored a really really good goal, which we've which we've talked about. Um, but when they changed, uh, you're you're right. I mean I I think. I think a lot of the time when it's a, when it's a tight game, 
I think I think that's when Paul Hurst doesn't like changing it. When he thinks that it's really sort of nip and tuck and even though we might be getting sort of outdone on the pitch, the scoreline is quite close. Um, and uh, some of the time you think, yeah, that's when you should be changing it. And like you say, to try and sort of affect that. But I, I just think that if it's a tight game uh, in scoreline, then I don't think he likes making many changes. And as you say, Nigel Clough changed. They went a lot more direct, a lot of balls over the top. We had quite a high line generally. And they troubled us every time they played the ball in behind. You can see why. Um, I don't know if Mar is particularly quick, but why he wants to start with Mar and Rogers because they were they were a good side and they were they were or they, they caused problems um, and they just got they didn't do it in the first half they their number seven when we went in the, when we went to them in the cup I thought their number seven absolutely terrorised us I've, I've said it before on here he just was playing all across the front line he seemed to be playing in midfield yesterday um, behind the front three. Um, and I don't know whether that helped us in the in the game because probably I'm assuming because of injuries uh, he was there. But but yeah, and, and I mean like Sam says, we'd we'd had a warning. They went around the keeper. So went they got through with a direct long ball in behind us. Um, and luckily, sort of tried, I don't know what he was trying to do. He tried to dink it dink it over Eastwood and dinked it wide. Um, but yeah, the goal was the goal was coming and it was. It was disappointing the way we conceded it, but with those two centre-backs up against their forwards who were rapid, um, it was always going to be a problem. We maybe, maybe needed to drop off a bit. There were quite a few other balls, Sam, weren't there? And I mean, you probably saw them on, on TV as well. Um, the, where Eastwood had to come to the edge of his box waiting for a through ball, Sam. There must have been four or five of them. Yeah, there were. Um uh, where it's come to the edge of his box and then I said, I said just clear it out to deal with it sort of um just, just sort of safety first thing I think in the goal he's scared about coming out charging out and um for the red card risk I think is what's happened with Eastwood there I've seen it back and I think my initial reaction yesterday was a little harsh on Eastwood actually um it's a ball in behind told you um, these shall yeah, we yeah, bring I, the I, receipts I'm admitting I was wrong um yeah it, it's he's not covered himself in glory don't get me wrong no, but absolutely it's not, but it's not it's not all on him on following on from that point bruce is making i think that actually in some ways might come back to the the waterfall's lack of ability on the ball that he's just not happy playing playing balls to waterfall and we are playing higher this season um we are wanting to play more football and that is exposing waterfall's limitations more i am um... It's, it's nice to start watching these games and to sort of start making a, a an a, an opinion, formulating an opinion on the players. I mean, I think everybody's got the same opinion of Conte, you know, graceful, strong, you know, can create the balls. Malarkey looks pretty competent on the ball as well, quite like Rogers too. Um, I was Malarkey's, Malarkey's a bit of a curious egg, if you ask me. He's good yeah. on the ball, but he's got a bit. He's got a rick in him. Two a okay. couple of times, he's been done a bit. Um, now, of course, he's, he's the best player than me. Okay, I'll proceed it with that before you think I'm defending my mate. But I, I don't, I, there's a couple of times I've thought, ooh, with, with Malarkey. I miss Mishi. Yeah. Defending <laughs> his mate. He has no idea who you are, Sam. He's not your mate. That's not true. He's got, he's got the, uh, he's got the restraining order to prove he knows exactly who Sam is. Um, what was the, um, not still trying to formulate an opinion on, Ganua, 
in terms of as a player. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure he's too. He's any better than Vernon. I think Vernon's a better player on that that it, side. He was a. He was a complete irrelevance yesterday. I, I didn't notice him at all. He was completely anonymous. He did all right. I, uh, he did all right Tuesday night for sort of 60 minutes until he faded. I think he was a bit tired. But yesterday he was just the game passed him by. And I and I'm 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 not massively convinced by Pike either at the moment, but I understand he's coming back from an injury. He looked a yeah. bit Hurst made a point yesterday of saying people were playing quite dumb. And I don't know who he was alluding that to, but I put a point out on social media yesterday when Rose and um Pike were both there. Pike was on an offside position and Rose was two two yards behind him. And instead of allowing Rose to get the ball, Pike took it and you know got taken offside. Um, we haven't even spoken about the, the potential red card yet, and I, I'm I'm amazed by people's thoughts on that. I do yeah. think it's it's a little bit harsh on Ginua and, and Pike. And I understand why you're doing it because it's you know it's it is true, but um I think players that have been injured or haven't had a full preseason, I think they need a little bit of time Agreed. to settle down. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean you're factually incorrect. I just think you know, just let's wait and see with that. With Ginua on Tuesday, um, it looked like he's got a really good control of the ball um, and can be an asset. And the only change I was thinking that we should have made maybe before the goal was was a bit of fresh legs because he looked like he was he was struggling a little bit. And I'd have liked to see maybe maybe Vernon just to give us a bit of an outlet once once we turn the ball over and to, to run at them and try and put them on the back foot a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think those two lads they need they need a bit of time in the squad. Um, but uh, Gnu I think was was great on Tuesday, but not so good yesterday. Bruce, you're very oh. quiet. What are your thoughts, Sam? Quiet. <laughs> he he, um, he wasn't great at Mansfield. He was in that midfield three that we played at Mansfield away in the cup. Uh, him, Green, and Hollahan that got completely overrun. Um, and I can I, understand. Am I right, am I right in th- am I right in thinking that we've played him in midfield and up front as well, out wide, yeah. so far? Yeah. Or am I am I we've, so? Because he, he played in midfield at Mansfield, I'm sure he did in a in a midfield three, um, and then he's played him up front since, um, I believe. And he, uh, yeah, I thought he I thought he was all right on Tuesday, but again, uh, as has already been said, I thought he was, you know. But I, do you think that the 12 month contract sort of says a little bit? It, you know, we're giving 12 months. You've got to, you know, you're not here for two or three years like most of the contracts we're going out this summer. Uh, but then we did have him on trial for a while, um, so Hurst, you know, should know what to what to get out of him. I think I think he's probably been a little bit um, disappointed in Vernon's start to the season. I think we probably all have, you know, the player that the player that left us um, and got his move to, you know, went to Bradford and then went on to Lincoln. Um, he really hasn't started particularly well, and I, you know, and I'm I'm hoping that. I'm sure he is as well, that he can turn that round. But he, he struggled in those first two games and I wasn't surprised to see him or the whole left-hand side benched on Tuesday. Um, and we certainly looked a different side. But I think, as we've all said, that that Mansfield team looks really good. Now, the only thing I will say is that they, as Sam said, they've been together a long time. They didn't play like that last year, as far as I can remember. Not not, not with that quality. And not to mention nine injuries yesterday. They had. Mm. They, their, their back line had been ripped apart. They look. They look a good side. I'll be. I'll be. I'll, I'll be watching them with interest still. And obviously, we're going to play them for the second time. I think on Boxing Day. 
Oh, uh, no, 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 we're not. Not police won't take second. Won't let that game take place on Boxing Day, Bruce. Have we, we've been uh, scheduled. It'll be 11, there, 11 o'clock. 11, 11 o'clock, o'clock with, off, with, with, with yeah. 250 town fans allowed in the ground. Three, three in the morning, Christmas Day. <laughs> what, I would say, what, I would, what I would say about Vernon is he always was a streaky player, wasn't he? So he'd have 10 games of anonymity and then he'd go on a burst of scoring a few goals and getting a few assists and, look, and looking like he was setting the world on fire. And I wouldn't be surprised if we have another period and sort of like, let's say in a few weeks, he, he kicks on and there's a, he scores six goals in five games and then all of a sudden vanishes for another two months. That's just how I remember him from his, from his first time here. I, th- I think that might be a bit harsh because he wasn't like that at Bradford. I do think, not yourselves, but I do think in general, I think we've gone a bit too early on a, on a few things, you know. Yeah, maybe maybe starts aren't great, but when you start, you know, we start thinking about not the player we used to have, like we're talking we three are. games. We're talking three games, you know. Let's settle down into the season. Um, they've been taken out of the squad. I'm pretty sure Vernon and Glennon will come back in at some point and then it's up to them to to kick on. But I mean, to draw conclusions on any players at the minute, I think is, other than Conte, because he's just amazing. But um, to draw any conclusions on anybody else, I think we've just got to let things settle down a bit. I think you draw some conclusions. You could draw some conclusions that a lot of the players that we've signed are definitive upgrades on what on what preceded mm. them. I think you can make that analysis already. Um, yeah, that's probably more of a comment on what they've. You know, is that a comment on how good they are or how ungood the players they replaced are? Uh, yeah, you can argue that. You can argue that one both ways. You can argue that one both ways, can't you? I was looking for a different word. word there, Alex. <laughs> Bruce said, that, um, Bruce said that you can't remember Mansfield being as good as that last season. I can't remember anybody being as good as that last season. Maybe Swindon, but then we helped them by going down to 10 men, didn't we, early doors? Um, I can't remember anybody. being intimidated being... by Mad Gav. Um, Richard, going to what people have said, Richard Young says a positive. We've only had one defeat in 13 home games, though quite a few of them are draws. Hurst has got us back to being a stubborn, hard-working team, just need a little more attacking. Um, I still think we're missing a guy up front. I think, you know, Rose always feels like a foil to the person up front rather than, than the main man. But I, I, I'm appreciating the work he's putting in. Um, who else have we got? Um, GTFC Forum says, he's has 20 plus goals. Uh, I believe that East, Eastwood could easily get us that 15 plus clean sheets this season if the league and I back hot, top our finish at the end of this season. Uh, what are your thoughts on, um, I, we talked, you know, pre- you know, pre-show, I guess, in the pre- in the green room, should we say about um, Isa? Anyone's any thoughts on him and his contribution so far this season? It's looking more and more early days, but as we said before the season started, we wanted the Isa from Scunthorpe, not the one from Bradford. You remember the the Isa that went to Bradford was a bloody good player in this division. Um, had a bit of a tough time at Bradford, um, but it's looking touch wood it continues. But if we're getting anything like the one that left Scunthorpe. Um, we've got a hell of a player in League Two. Hurst, he spoke quite extensively about it in his pre-match interview. Actually, he said that um, when he so he had him at so he had him at Shrewsbury, and then he signed him for Scunthorpe. And he said that he got an injury, a small injury in pre-season at Shrewsbury, and then was pretty much injury-free throughout the rest of the season. And then he got him at, signed him at Scunney, and he was basically injury-free all the way through the six, seven months, whatever it was. Hurst was there. So he thinks it was a specific thing at Bradford in terms of the way they train and the way they look after players. And he said, of course, what we do here is going to be more akin to what I did. At, he did at Shrewsbury and Scunthorpe. So if we can keep him injury-free, we've got a player that's better than League Two. 
Um, he can certainly hit a goal. He can certainly finish. I think I saw some daft stat that he's got. What is it? Three goals from 0.07 xG or something so far this season, or something daft like that. Don't be throwing like... racist stats out there like that. <laughs> right. Um... <laughs> he's he's <laughs> set me up with. Oh, do you know what? If he's going to do that. <laughs> We're never going to be able to sell this podcast now. That's going to be copyrighted within 30 seconds. At least the Max one. They had the DCC never to copyright it. No, wish they had done. Um... (laughs) (laughs) He's gone. Who's gone? (laughs) Croken. You fall for every time, Sam. Every time. Sam, he kept a clean sheet and got a booking in the 92nd minute yesterday. He got eight. He's made eight saves yesterday. I hope. I hope Burton have enjoyed. That's the rest of it for the rest of the season. Anyway, we're talking about all. Um, I would like to. I would like to see him take on his man a little more. Okay, being hypercritical. I would like to see him take on. He, he's he's a quick lad and he's skillful. I would like to see him knock the ball past his his man and and try and beat him a little bit more. But that's maybe me being a little bit too harsh. It, instead of smashing it in from thirty yards, I'd rather he took it round him. <laughs> no, no, you can't. Oh, you can't beat him up from thirty yards. They're on the bat on the touchline, though, can you, mate? <laughs> Do you want to bet? I bet he does. Sam's the only one booing that goal. <laughs> <laughs> I did say I'm being hypercritical. That's me being hypercritical. But um, but of course, no, he's... A, he's it was just... Uh, that was just a long ball gone long, wasn't it, Sam? <laughs> DL. Try to offer your turkey. I think you've exasperated him. Now, well, um, it's, it's the only reason I do this. <laughs> can I go back to Danny Rose uh, for a minute? Yeah, please do, uh, Bruce. Let's talk about something else. I haven't got he, a Danny uh, Rose one. Good. Uh, he worked. Um, he does work very hard, and I saw yesterday that he got he, he drew the most fouls. I don't, I don't like that sort of terminology, but he he won the most fouls in the division, and he does get his body in the in between man and ball, and and does go down a little bit. And we need to learn how to be a threat from set pieces because he wins a lot of them but a lot of his work that he does is on his own and he won until they swapped the players yesterday he was getting a lot of joy in the air against the centre-back he they they had a huge centre-back yesterday that they put on him later on in the game but he he kept peeling off and playing against the the other guy and he was winning everything but we don't play anyone close enough to him or have played or enough or have enough people gambling that he's going to win a flick on and I've always thought at any level of the game, if you're going to win a flick-on, if you're going to play for flick-ons, somebody needs to be playing off that striker to go and get a flick-on. The amount of times that he wins balls and it just rolls through to the keeper, is is that, that, that that's something we need to work on, in my opinion. I don't know if any of you have got an opinion on that. I'm maybe bigging him up too much, but I think that plays in the building. I think he's Donovan Wilson. I, I think those two were signed to play as a pair, given they were both signed in the first whatever week of June or whatever it was. Um so I, I think Hurst has identified the sort of because Wilson's a sort of on the shoulder running in behind, and that's just the type of striker you're talking about, isn't it? To um, uh, to to kind of profit from the um, the flick-ons of Rose. I I I think I said I agree with that, Sam. I think I said a few weeks ago. I'm not entirely sure we want to be playing like that, Bruce. I, I mean, from what I've seen, I don't think we want to be a team that's hitting it up to Danny Rose to flick on for somebody to 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 get hold of it. I think it's. 
sometimes it just happens when you're under pressure. Um, you need to get I found out, the Paul. song. I found the song. <laughs> um, you Sorry, need to get out more, mate. This is, this is, what, yeah, what a tune. In, in terms of moving forward, making it work, I think sort of cohesion and, and them working together and gelling a bit more maybe maybe makes that. And, you know, maybe the wingers haven't worked out that Danny Rose is going to win more headers than he's, he's going to lose. So it's, over time, they get more confident to push on a bit. But I think more generally throughout the season, I don't think we want our, our centre-back and our full-back to have it and be pinging it up to Danny Rose. I think Hurst talked about, especially in that Gillingham game we was all at, about not being able to get out of our get out of a defensive a defensive action, and I think with Danny Rose they've got somebody mobile enough to chase a ball into the channel, but somebody also who can who can try and hold the ball up to relieve some pressure. So I don't think it's a case of necessarily needing to get a man on to flick it on because I think we want to play differently. But uh, I, I think we have an option to try and get us up the pitch a bit a bit when we're under pressure. And as Bruce I, says, I don't know if you it, remember it, if you remember Gillingham Bruce. Every time we booted it up, it was coming straight back for about twenty minutes, wasn't it? And Rose well, has the ability. 90, Rose the, Ninety minutes for God's sake! Sorry, Rose has the ability also in that situation, Mike, to win a cheap free kick, as Bruce said, which is a invaluable if you're trying to relieve pressure. I think what I'm trying to say is that whether whether we want to play that way or not, we are at the moment, or we're playing parts of the game that way. I just feel that one of the two wide men need to get closer to him, or else there's no point in him winning. There's no point in him winning a flick on, or no, I, you know, getting I, all of it. I I agree. I think just over time, maybe the wingers will get a bit more confident um, and, and chase those on. But I, I I think what will be good is to see us after we've had a run of games against against some maybe more similar opposition to see how we want to dominate games. I think when you play in Mansfield, who who have as much as the ball as they're going to, sometimes it's a little bit difficult, even though you want to 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 impress how you want to play. In pre-season, I wasn't seeing us try and play off Danny Rose. That wasn't how we were playing. What do you guys think about? Do you all hear Hurst after the match yesterday? And he was talking about um, players showing a lack of footballing intelligence and saying that we don't, it, we we can do our best, but the games as it is, we can't make every decision for them. Um, specifically, digging out Danny Amos when he said if Danny Amos makes the decision to go and try and win that header, the results in the the miss just before the goal that Bruce talked about earlier on, um, he needs to go and win that header. What, what do you think? That's frustration that the players aren't doing what he wants them to do, or yeah. But what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I think it definitely is, but I also think it's maybe a, a, a veiled comment at the players to put your ideas up. I'm I'm not here to to make decisions for you, and by making it in public, it maybe reinforces that. Is your your grown adults, your grown football players? It's up to you to make the right decisions, and if you can't, then you can't be a professional football player. That sort of thing, you know, you're. You're in control of what you do on a football pitch. Um, and maybe it's a case of trying to reinforce something he's been saying for a few weeks to them. May we please talk about something that's completely perplexed me, which is what should have been a red card. And I am amazed that people don't think it was a red. It was definitely, you can argue red fat, you know, red card because. It, it's not a red card, you know, punishable offence, but it's absolutely a free kick. And it's, it's a red card. And if it's a free kick, it's a red because he's clearly yeah. on goal. And number one, it's outside the box. So there's no double jeopardy. And secondly, no. it's no attempt to win the ball. Two things I would say to that. First thing in the main stand, I didn't think it looked quite right at first viewing. Having seen it back, there's a clear 
hand in the back from Bowery on um, on Hollerhand. I just it's... I just don't think people understand physics. They, those guys are running at well for Gav anyway. He's running at full speed, and it, it lessens the you know it's you know third law of thermodynamics. You know, it's, it's only, he... you only have to gently push you, and it takes you off your kilter. He's, it's... he's not. If he was going to dive, he'd have dived a yard and a half later when he was in the box, not outside of it. And he as he said, he said, the player. Yeah. And as he said, I'd back myself to finish it from there. And I'd back Gav to finish it from there. He's probably in that side. Yes, he's probably the most natural finisher in the side. And the, the thing it played there to me is it should have been given. It was an example of why you don't play centre forward at centre half. That was a centre forward who's panicking with the guy who's got the wrong side of him because Jordan Barry is a centre forward. And, um, yeah, they've got a way you want there. Would it have made any difference or would they have just got into their shape? I, I would, yeah. I agree with you, Sam. I don't think it would have made a difference to the match. I think Mansfield were... F- I, I, I'm slightly concerned. I, they're an amazing team. But again, I keep saying nine injuries to their team. Everybody's got a chance at the moment. And they have been so much more dominant against us in those two games. Uh, and um, I think he would have been sent off. But I would imagine that at the very least, they would have just put kept it tight, put 10 men behind the ball. And I don't think we've got the ability to break a team down yet. And then we're saying how much that played is. And we've got to point out the game. That's got to be a positive thing, surely. If we can oh, grind yeah, out points def- that, we sh- that we shouldn't be getting realistically. It's, it's definitely a positive. But at the same time, in my head, the Mansfield to Salfords are where we need to be and above to be given how this league is going to be this season if the aim is the playoffs. But you know, no, we've had that conversation that I think we're going to be better than we are, but we'll probably actually finish in the same position in the league as we did last season. It's it's a red card all day long, I, I agree. It's a foul. And, and the way I look at it is to ask yourself a very simple question. If Gavin Houlihan is a defender running back to defend that ball and goes over like that with that contact, does he win a free kick? And yes, he does. Every single day of the week, that's a free kick to a defender. And that's the problem sometimes is the threshold we have for, for giving penalties, the threshold we have for giving um Attacking free kicks and uh, as opposed to defensive free kicks. So if if Gav is the defender there, the referee blows his whistle. It's a free kick. Um, I, I you think... had it at the very the last foul of the game was that was just yeah. a light push by yeah. Clifton and it was and it was a free kick. We see it in the corner all the time. A player just runs up and just puts a hand on the back, not no force, and they give a free kick. Well, this this was a degree of force, and Gav is clean through. He's going to back himself to score that. It, as a referee, you've got to wonder. Why has he gone down? Outside the box when it's not a penalty, why has he decided to go down? Or is it the case he hasn't gone down, he's been put down? Which I think but is quite clear. That's he's, bold. He's, he's bold. He's bald it because he'd have to say that. He's absolutely, he? yeah, absolutely. Don't want to ruin the game, do you? That's the thing. You don't want to ruin the spectacle. Did you see him? Did you see Bruce has got a right see... smile. He's the only one that got that reference. I got it. Did you see him talking of did you see him oh, the Chelsea West? Um, the referee by our, our old friend Mr. John Brooks, who gave that, who gave a series of shocking decisions in town games, up to his old tricks, giving dodgy penalties that may or may not have been outside the box again. Oh, I hadn't seen that. No. Now the the, the West Ham, the Chelsea penalty would look like it was just out. He, he was the one who gave that. Um, remember at Swindon all those years ago when Harry Cardwell was not fouled outside the box, and the ref gave a penalty. That was a penalty. That? Stonewall. Stonewall. That was a oh, could have been killed. Sam. Could have killed him. Could have killed him. Could have killed him. Get the beggar off. Season round. The only, the only worst thing I've seen is Daniel Orsi's GBH on a football field. Yeah. Absolutely disgraceful. <laughs> Are we finished? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is even worse than usual. 
That was uh, the worst thing you've ever said on this podcast, and that stuff is low bar. <laughs> that's the Jesus. worst thing I've bloody... I need to have a long hard look at myself. If, if that's... Oh, dear. <laughs> Do you uh, excuse me? I've, I've got to go consider my life choices over there. I need to leave early. This is the, okay. this is this is one of the worst moments of my life. It's oh, one of the best pooped. moments he's, of my he's life. He's pooped himself, hasn't he? Live on camera. Stephen McDade is doing his best to pull us back to reality. It was just a poor decision. Nothing to be concerned about. Look at the bigger picture. De- decent start to the, I assume it's season. Nothing to be concerned about. Decent start to the season with a new side given time to gel. I've just sent the same message three times then. Daniel Lewis was fucking fuming about something. I, I assume because the next message is Mike. It was about Mike. Um, everybody is. Uh, Richard Young says, uh, this league is already proven to be a fair, harder competition. Mansfield are only a point ahead of us, but look tremendous. County did well last did last week as well. Um, one team that isn't looking well is uh, Wrexham, who, you know, five have all. The same yeah, num- have, the, have the same number of points as us. Yeah. I, I've got a point. Um, uh, so might do we. Not be interesting. Might not be interesting, but, um, you know, Alex, you were saying before the season started about how many goals we need to score to how many we need to not concede. To get more, yeah, points. yeah, yeah. Gillingham have won four, but they've won four one nils. Yeah, that's, that's coming. I mean. that's, that's, that's coming. And that's coming to end the week on Saturday, lads. So uh, the point I made, yeah, they're going to win three nils. We scored one more. <laughs> the point I'm making is you don't have to score a bag full of goals in this league. Uh, I know it's early days, but you know, you know, well, four thank, wins, four one nils. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> And it's and you can always and you can already tell. I mean, making a serious point that is that as always, it, it's a side that isn't going to concede many goals. You can already see we can absorb pressure, and we can uh, cope with a side who's going to have the ball for longer periods against us. You, you can already you can already see that um, that you'd always expect from a Hurst team. Someone else put in the comments about what would be a decent haul of points from the first ten games. I'd maybe cut that down and say the first eight games. So that goes up to the. Um, the Wrexham game on the 16th of September. After that, on paper, the games get a little bit easier. Um, but if we've got, say... I think I 16. said 14, didn't I? Didn't I say 14? You did say 14, yeah. And I think yeah. if we've got... How many got now? Five? If we've yeah, got 11 or 12... Points. If we've got 11 or 12 points after the first eight games... Sorry, 11 or 12 points in total after the first eight games, I think that's a decent... That would be decent. Because we're going to get... We're going to lose one of these next... We're going to we're due to lose at Walsall. We've won, we've won there the last two times I've been there on Bank Holiday month, Bank Holiday weekend at the end of August. Because having gone gone behind early doors and turned it around, so we're going to get beat there next week. Um, could I? Could I just? Did you just say a minute ago you think we're going to have less of the ball throughout the season? Did I hear you? No, right? no, no. I said we, we're we're obviously able to absorb pressure when sides do have more of the more of the ball than us, like we did yesterday. I mean, right? Okay. Yeah, there were a lot of times when Wimbledon, I bet the position from yesterday was inverted, wasn't it? Hmm. The only reason I picked it was because I'd half heard it and I and I thought I thought this year we're going to be have a lot more of the ball than we did last year. I think we look yeah. a lot more comfortable on it. Yeah, everybody. Keeper, centre-halves, centre midfielders, full-backs a lot. Uh, Adam, Ta- Adam Town wants to talk about... That can't be your name, Adam. Uh, wants to talk about atmosphere at home. I think we've done it quite a lot. Bruce, Sam, you guys were there. What was the atmosphere like? Uh, it only really got... Um, on Tuesday night, it was best than it was tonight because there was a bit of a kind of... When we were perceived, the ref nothing, the ref was giving us nothing on Tuesday night. That generated a little bit of an atmosphere for a, for a few minutes. But again, it was the same kind of... 
people trying to get the songs going at certain stages, but it's just a kind of a, a, a lost cause. I, I feel we've debated it to, to death and, and the reasons for it. Um, what about you, Bruce? I agree. It was very hit and miss. Um, the upper Findus was the one that tra- kept trying to keep going. Uh, the lower joins in a little bit, but you've got singers in different parts of the ground. You know, you've got lads that used to be pontoon years ago that are in the upper now, and you've got like, well, yeah, we like Sam says we've talked about it a lot. Um, I don't think anyone's done anything particularly to try and do anything about it, as you suggested. Um, and I think it'll continue to be the way it is, where it's uh, it's sporadic. I mean, where we sit, I know every, I know not everyone joins in, but there's probably a third of people that regularly join in where we sit. Uh, the others just aren't aren't interested for one for whatever reason. The only way you could do, I think, it's a new idea I saw, is that you'd have to make the pontoon and the lower fenders unreserved to try and get people to to um to kind of congregate with their mates who were going to sing together. And get a drum in the middle of it, but I just don't know how feet. That obviously, that's not feasible. It just sounds mid-season. chaos, chaotic, doesn't it? But I feasible mid seat, and, and that'd piss off a load of people who were kind of like it would certainly in the main stand. It would say, "Oh, by the way, your seat's unreserved next season. You have to get in the ground early to make sure that you um can can have your seat." Yeah, so that's just an idea that I I, I saw um written down that maybe worth debating, but it's flawed. The only the only thing you can do, I think we've said before, is you've got to make an area. You, you, that's the only way you can do it. You've got to make an area. Find a better name than singing section, which sounds shite, you know. But you've got you've got to find an area where people are going to go and want to create a bit of atmosphere. That's I think you way. call I think you call it the galley because you know it's the heart of a ship. I think that's what you call it. That's my uh, that's my two penneth. And, and it's something that's going to take a lot of planning because you'll have to work out who season tickets are in this area and then ask them if they could swap and then have a delay on when season tickets go out so you can move it about a bit. But I, that's the, if you've got to fix it, that's the only way you fix it. Oh, yeah, it's a piece of work. It's not something that we can just cap. Well, if there was an easy solution, we would have done it by now, wouldn't we? That's the, that's the reality. I'm trying to find this. See, the, difference, the, the, difference, the difference is now as well compared to, you know, the atmosphere has been better when we've been shit and that's because when you do have the big games turn up people have been able to go and sit with the mates but now you can't you know we all everyone snapped up season tickets and filled in the gaps last season you know all over the ground just got where they could in some cases yeah um and and and, and now and now we're, we're stuck with that it's a it's a nice problem to have don't get me wrong because it means that we've sold a lot of seats but but you know a lot of the people that bought season tickets last year Oh, I can't get in the pontoon. I'll go in the lower, or I can't get in the lower. I'll go in the pontoon, or you know, and and the, the, a lot a lot of them are families as well, which again is great for the future. Um, but that's why the Osman Corner is often the best atmosphere because it's all people that have paid on the day, and and they're probably you know they're probably all hardcore fans that just can't justify, or most of them that can't justify a season ticket for whatever reason. Yeah. I would, I would make the, I would move the family stand to the pontoon. I think we've said this before a million times. Move the family stand to the pontoon because the pontoon is essentially a family stand now, and make make that bit there next to the cage, the noisy bit with a drummer, and you call it something, and then you move the disabled fans into a new facility somewhere while you then build. And I think me and you, Sam, was it me and you that had this chat, or was it Matt uh, with Christine um, and Crawley? Uh, no, no, no. Yesterday, uh, about making then a safe standing horseshoe between the Findus and the main stand all the way around with a pontoon. I think that's yeah, that's the I've overall goal. 
Yeah, and I think that's what you do in the future. But I think you stick a, you know, a mobile classroom, who someone said for 20 years. I didn't know. There's no other version of a mobile classroom, temporary classroom, is it? They say they're for 20, 30 years, don't they? It's not just a classroom. It's like Gillingham's a way end. Exactly, and or Old Trafford. <laughs> And you know you stick you stick you know them in there with a, a glass fronted porter cabin to keep them warm, keep them dry, have a front bit if they want to go outside as well, um, decent facilities for them. And you make that main stand bit there a little bit of a shouty part of it, and you know wake some of the main stand up because the main stand has exactly the same acoustics as the Osmond does. Yes, the main stand's also it's where the kind of old generation tend to sit, um, as far as far as I can make out. It's a, yeah. it, it's also pretty family. That I've sat in the main stand for nearly 20 years, but stood in the main stand, sorry, for nearly, sat well, in the you, stand for nearly 20 yeah, years. But I think that could be the pontoon. I think you can move them around. It, the pontoon I'm not moving to the more... pontoon. I'm not moving to the pontoon. I'm staying See, in the main and this, stand. And this is the problem because people are saying the same about the pontoon. That's, I'm that's not the moving my seat. problem. I've sat here since 1995 and I'm now 62. and I don't want you to make a ruckus in the middle of the pontoon. I am not the moving from L32 in the microcosm. I am not moving from L32 in the main stand. No, you get, do you know what, Sam? You're going to have Liberal Democrats soon protesting against people having to move their seats in the pontoon. You're not having anybody else here. That's what he's going to be like. Hang, hang yeah, on. Um... You're going to have people protesting L32 now. He's giving away where he is. Right. So anybody that wants to go and have a go at Sam, L32 in the main stand. Sounds a bit left wing. Go, go, and, go and pick it his seat. <laughs> <laughs> you have, have to get through my dad and my auntie first. <laughs> All right, I think they, I think they probably part ways. Some, to be fair. Yeah. Here he you is. Could, you could. Here he is. It'll, it'll save me fifteen pounds in steals a week. <laughs> Daniel Lewis says the drummer works away now, so he can't get to every game. And I think that's the problem, that's, isn't I, it? I, yeah. I, the shocking story. I had to buy my own lunch yesterday, Bruce. Disaster. I'm sure you'll be putting in an expenses claim into Auntie. Yeah, well, she's coming to Walsall with us next week, so hopefully I can hopefully I can extort some lunch out of one of her or my dad. <laughs> Tim Hubbard says there's too many spectators and not enough supporters for there to be a rousing atmosphere. I think you're right, Tim. And I don't think this is a new thing. I think Blundell Park has been, you know, as, as, in my lifetime, it's never had a good atmosphere. Is it me you're going to pop out there, mate? Sam's of course trying it to is. Of course it is. Sam's trying to conserve <sighs> his seat, says Ben. Yeah, I cannot believe I'm, I cannot believe Pete, I'm getting lectures from Mike about support about supporting spectating town. This, this is a new low. This is. You are going to get rude messages written on L32 next time you get there. By the way, people. Do you want me to do another sticker? Tip exit. Yeah, yeah. I've got these I'm ones. Sure. We got them. I got one of these, or... and then we will put it on Sam's seat. That one. That's my favourite. <laughs> I'm going to stick that on Sam's seat. Bruce, do you mind if I go to the tin pot on Tuesday just to, you know, decorate and abuse Sam's seat? Because no one else is going to be sat in it. No, I don't want. You, I don't want. I don't want you to go. Thank you. Do you know what? It's a real. It's a. It's a bit of a heartache <laughs> for me because I'm up in Grimsby next next time round, and um, I can't go and watch it because you're not allowed to go. Because it's you, not the. It's not the thing to do. It's not the dumb thing, is yeah. it? Yeah, and it and it hurts because there's a chance there for me to go to Blundell Park, and I, I don't. I don't get to take it. Well, you and I have both sold our souls to the devils and gone to watch the hundred this summer, haven't we, Alex? So, isn't this the Mike, same thing? Manifest. I yeah, sold Mike's... my soul years ago, mate. Don't worry about it. I've been watching yeah. the tin pot for a year or two. Sorry, Mike was there. Mike, Mike was there the same day as me. Shows my state that day. I bumped into him. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Richard says, "Shit, refs create atmosphere. A poison chalice. They really do, actually, Richard. Yeah, they do. We uh, just need Declan Bourne every week." 
a bit of bit of no. Careful what you wish for, mate. Careful what you wish for. Is there anything else to say before we wrap it up? Because we've got a, a preview from Wals- for the Warsaw game, which we can talk about. Yeah, but yeah, this is going to be a long pod. Are you I going know. to Walsall? Are you going to Walsall, Bruce? I'm not sure yet, mate. I've, I've still got 100% at the minute. I think we played how many games? Have we played four, five. I'm 100% in the league. I missed the Mansfield Cup game. We First game three we missed. Games, three home games and two away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm 100% at the minute. I think it I'm might. Admit- I think it might. Go on Saturday, though. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, mine's, just... Just, mine's going to disappear at Gillingham home because it's a rail strike that day, so I won't be coming. If if we could just finish relatively soon, because some of us have been sat here for an hour and a half and have got an incredibly numb ass now. I'm on a dining room chair. Right, well... Um, I thought you'd be used please... to it. Surely, surely it's just the same as a Saturday mic, isn't it? Uh, my sofa's a lot more comfortable in Bordeaux, mate, than it is here. <laughs> He's got a chaise lounge. Can you move the sofa yeah. in, in, into, into your pod room? Well, no, I've got a chaise lounge in Bordeaux. Yeah, it's cra- cracking vintage. Um, so it's a sofa bed. Um, please do buy um, Bruce's laptops because um, he's, he, you know, and that clock. That is not falling um, to pieces as he's showing, is it? But please do... <laughs> Have a look at the have a look at the pod merchandise. Any feedback on it is appreciated. I have done a lot of work on it this afternoon um, and this week in general. Uh, so please do go have a look. If you want to support the pod, it's always worth having a look at. And you know, if you want to buy one, that would be greatly appreciated. Please do because that printer was very expensive. Um, I don't know what Sam's doing, um, but it just keeps turning dark and back in. But um, etsy.com, dn35 pod shop, and it'd be great. Um, I want to thank you all for listening. Mike, thank you very much for joining us. No worries, mate. Good to see you. And Bruce, I shall see you on Tuesday with Burnsy. Eight o'clock sharp. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Sam, guten Abend. Au revoir. Au revoir. And while you're doing that, we're going to, um, I'm going to try and play this, but we'll all sort of, you know, thing. And I'll speak to you gentlemen later. Thank you very much. I like how we've still got the old logo in the corner trying to hide the BT Sport thing. But I guess they don't account anymore. They don't exist, so it's fine. We are um, absolutely delighted to be welcomed by, uh, joined by Rob uh, from the Yellow Ribbon Podcast. I need to get uh, some details on what that's about. Um, and uh, it's great to have a lover of Alan Buckley uh, on the show. Um, and um, yeah, uh, great to meet you. How is everything uh, along the M6? Well, I mean, it could be better. Uh, but equally, you know, I'm an optimist. It could be a lot worse. So I think that's where we sit at the moment. <laughs> I mean, it, it. I mean, we could be Wrexham. It could be worse. Let's be entirely yeah. honest. So um, yeah, no. I wonder whether there's a team that's ever scored the most goals and yet conceded the most goals in a league season. I don't even know that. I would imagine it's the closest you could get to Newcastle United in the nineties, isn't it? Um, but um, is it that is that chaotic? We were just having a quick preamble before we uh, we quick click record, and you were saying that um, basically nobody bothered turning up until eighty eight minutes had gone because that's when the the magic happens, especially for the opposition. Yeah, I mean, if if you know if you you are making the trip down uh, to watch Grimsby on uh, on Saturday, then. Um... You should probably just just rock up. 80th minute, I think, is the time that you'll you'll start performing. 
I mean, I'll be entirely honest. That's <laughs> we've waited that long, haven't we, Mike? We'll take it. Eightieth <laughs> minute, we'll take it. Okay. <laughs> God, could you imagine the abuse? No shots on target until the eightieth minute. Social media is going to be a feeding frenzy. Um, what's how how has everything happened for you? Because uh, to be perfectly honest, my only view of Walsall is apparently you've got a load of cash. Um, is that well, still the case? Or... Well, I I dispute that. Okay. Um, I'd say that yes, we do have American owners. They manage a wealth fund, and the wealth fund is. I think it's billions of dollars in it, but as as many wealth funds go, they they are there to be to have profit made on them, and investing in the mighty saddlers isn't probably the most profitable business. So yes, we do have an owner who has access, or at least is involved in high revenue, high turnover sort of company, but we aren't we aren't in receipt of that. That's 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 nice to get a little bit more of an understanding as to to where it was. I know there was a, I think we played you the first game of the season. Was it the season we got relegated, Mike? And we looked absolutely fucked after you know five minutes. We were yeah, like, oh, I, this is not going to go well, is it? <laughs> I, I, th- I think it was, and after like thirty seconds, we we're like, well, there we go. That's the, yeah. that's the season. <laughs> I think everyone knew that we we kind of have this thing of you no know, one really knows first game of the season what's going to happen but that game I remember thinking you're in total total mess we've got to win this and I think we scraped a one nil or we only, it was yeah. only one or two nil in the end but yeah we we have a habit of making hard work of the so-called easier matches no offense to that. no 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 that's fine I mean times have changed it's no problem at all um Edward Walker once told me that Warsaw were the best run club in in English football league in terms of the lower leagues. Is that still the case? And what are the aspirations for this year? Well, we historically always have been, I wouldn't, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know enough about the rest of the leagues to kind of back that claim up under our previous owner from a, from a business point of view, we were very well run. We would, albeit very modest, but we would make a profit each year. But that would come in the result of a lack of investment on the pitch. Um, The the new owners now, Travella, yes, we made a loss. And I can't remember how much that loss was now. But seeing what other clubs have come out with in the last sort of the, the accounts that have sort of the last set that have been published, actually we're still we're not doing too badly in the grand scheme of things our losses yes they it's not great because you don't want to be losing money but generally we we didn't lose as much as others so i think we are well run we are we do live within our means and one thing that i have to give the the owners credit for before we, we talk about on pitch stuff is that they are trying to make changes behind the scenes and sort of infrastructure changes as well so they've actually bought and are renovating um a building that's on on the best scotland that is called the saddlers club which always used to be open for home and away fans but unfortunately ran into a state of disrepair they're putting the money in to do it up so that hopefully i can't remember the time frame on it it will be open again as a multi-purpose venue so the, these sorts of things are starting to come about and hopefully take a loss 
I'll tell you something. I don't know if you know what's happening up the road from us, but uh, you might be able to buy a stadium for spares and repairs at some point very soon, <laughs> uh, which might be of help to you. Uh, so, uh, you know, keep your eye on Auto Trader or wherever they can sell a stadium because uh, you'll be able to get those seats for free at least. <laughs> well, going, uh, going on to on pitch, I think it's we we probably a few years ago when we were relegated hoped within two three seasons we'd be back in league one however obviously that's not transpired we've kind of had glimpses within seasons but we've never really been able to put together more than half a season of doing not even really well but just consistency so i think this season it's about i'd say just getting something like a top half even a top 10 finish would be would be very good from our point of view. And I think the way that the opening to the league's gone, I think any team that can actually keep consistent will be up there because it's been a chaotic start to the season for, for League Two. Yeah, so just, just with how the season has started then, Rob, you know, looking looking forward to Saturday. Um, for a town fan, looking forward to it, what what do we expect from a Warsaw side? How do you how do you play? How do you set up? And then just as we were talking off air a few moments ago about the amount of late goals you concede, what do you put that down to? Is it just unlucky or is there, do you think there's a fundamental reason for that? Sorry, I'm just going to go and shut my window because it seems that every bus is going past. So I thought I'd wait until after you finish. Oh, the- look at this Midlands <laughs> boast about using public transport. Oh, look at us <laughs> with buses. No, it's not <laughs> using, it's living near. <laughs> That's it. He's gone. Him, he's gone. Yeah. The, question, the question's offended him. He's gone. Yeah. Just, yeah. As soon as you mentioned the M6, it was here we go. Yeah. Right. So, um, what was the uh, what to expect? So, we will. I would be surprised if we don't line up in the 3 5 2. Um, I think m- at least nine of our starting 11 will be the same as it was um, against Crew. We went for a bit of a change in the central midfield role. And instead of playing sort of two more defensive-minded midfielders, we actually replaced one of those with a more more of a ball carrier, more of a, a playmaker. And for an hour against crew, it really worked. When we're playing well, we like to keep the ball on the deck, try and use the wing backs, get it out wide. And then, as I'm sure as a lower league fan, you'll know, get the ball to Danny Johnson in the box and he will he will do his thing. The issue that we've got at the moment is, I think it's a bit of managerial naivety. We make changes to try and almost park the bus, but it doesn't work. We kind of have, without giving too much away, set substitutes that you can kind of already, you can kind of expect to be around the hour mark, which a lot of fans disagree with. We understand and, that concept. It's called the power slow effect. We had yeah. that ourselves. Bring uh, Danny Parslow on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as is at the moment, bring Jamil Matt on, but he hasn't hit the heights of his Forest Green days. Oh, so he's he's Grimsby level Jamil Matt, is he? <laughs> I, is, I, is it? Yeah, he must be. <laughs> Q3 um, goals. We we also have a have have a habit of not closing down crosses so we sort of give the wingers space to get the ball in the box which is when we have conceded the late goals it's been sort of 
either flick on headers or the header itself has gone in. And it feels that it, it shouldn't be that difficult to defend against. And what sort of, well, what, who, so if you were employed by our manager, Paul Hurst, tomorrow, how would you say is the best way to get at you and to, you know, take Ooh. advantage of your weaknesses? Um, I'd say probably get the ball wide because our wing backs have been told to push on, which means that there is space in be in behind. Why do you play with with out and out wingers then? Uh, I think yeah. out wide's probably our stronger area at the minute. Great, great. So basically, just do you, and you'll be fine. Have you have you seen our goal from last on Saturday? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I haven't. Hey, but I've enjoy it. Okay, great. Our left um, winger scored three in two games this week, so great. Yeah, well, I, you're welcome. But um, you know, this will not it will not work out like this. I mean, what's um it's for those of us who are going? What's the local tips for the best cut? Where do you you know where's well, to park? Where's to drink? Where's to eat? What what would you say? The street park parking available, okay. which will get you out quicker at the end of the game, Rob, than paying for parking on site good no, the, good. <laughs> the the pub situation is a little complicated so okay so the, do we change yeah. every 15 minutes <laughs> no it's just that there is isn't anything okay there's actually nothing really around the ground what well, like i said when the the It'll be called the Sadler's Club. When that's up and running, that will be the place for away fans to go. Okay. However, where fans away fans used to drink would be the hotel that's sort of as you come into the ground. However, that is being used to hold refugees at the moment. So okay. understandably no fans are going in there or they're not allowed to go in there. So I would say that pretty much you're going into the town centre and then making your way to the ground or you're drinking inside the stadium. Is is there a Tesco and park just in the vicinity? Because that'll do most of us. <laughs> just just a Tesco and some swings and a slide and we're happy. Look, there's an off-licence and a bit of grass going alongside there the road. Go. So there we go, sorted. Counts as our fans happy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I guess what what are your hopes sort of coming out of Grimsby as well then because we we coming into it you know sort of middle of the road like most people draw win you know um, and a loss so how are you what are the expectations playing us I guess well our away form has been terrible our last one was on Boxing Day but actually our home form in recent times has actually been. Okay, I was going to use the word good, but that's just jinxing it. Has been moderate, so okay. I think I would like to say that we have enough about us and that we showed enough against Crew that if we can eradicate eradicate a couple of the errors, we would have easily won that match. And I feel that in the nicest way possible, we're at home. You're not one of the favourites to go up, but then again, neither are we. So I think these are the sorts of games that if you want to have a top half finish, we need to be winning. But I know that you'll be thinking exactly the same thing about us. Who's, um, I guess, 
final question is I, I don't want to do the prediction thing because it never works well <laughs> no uh, yeah. who do you think is going to be your man of the match that'll be mine this year man Ooh. Is the... Ooh. okay um who's your guy in hot form now well aha uh -huh. well <laughs> no one uh the it's Good. inconsistency <laughs> i i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that it will be freddie draper but he's had he might go under the radar a bit for an away fan almost going into the match because he's lined up against danny johnson we've got him on loan from lincoln he's 19 that doesn't work well okay oh why have you not got a good no, no it's just local rivalry let's have a look freddie draper where, let's make sure he's not local or anything where is he oxfordshire oh good we're fine if you, win, if you want to win boiling with lincoln blood put matt up front with draper and you know they're gonna bag you know x, yeah x exactly. and, and and lincoln I'll draper will put, pull off his warsaw shirt showing a massive imp on it I will. Um, I'll let you have the, uh, the discussion about whether Matt should start with the Walsall fans on Twitter. Okay, Mike. <laughs> I think he should definitely start, and we are massively goading ourselves here to watch a, you know, Jamil Hattrick, sort of, you know, bringing out the, his best of. What, why did he play for Newport, Mike, or am I, am I mixing him up with Joyce? Joyce? No, I think he did. I think he did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm expect. I'm fully expecting a hat trick now, just I to mean, goad him. I, yeah. Well, you and me both. And if, if you're the reason <laughs> that he does, then you, you can have a season ticket, okay? <laughs> Thank you very much. Glad, glad to hear it. <laughs> yeah, Freddie Draper is young. He is very bullish towards defenders and very physical in terms of he is strong, but he's also quick. He hustles defenders and he's sort of starting to get into his own a bit. So I'm going to go with, with Draper. I was going to go with someone else, that, but that would be controversial. Oh, go on. You've got to give us the controversial one. Oh, I, want, I want Warsaw fans foaming at the mouth. We've got enough if, town fans foaming at the mouth. Yeah. If I, I'm a big fan of Isaac Hutchinson. However, okay. he blows very hot and cold. What but do you like I, about him and what do people hate about him? I like the fact that I think he's technically gifted. He okay. can score uh, a goal or two. He's very good at progressing play. And that's the, the reason that people don't like him is because it, it's the inconsistency. Everyone knows what he can do, but it's just there are games where he goes missing, where sort of he doesn't take shots, he loses possession, picks out the wrong pass. But when he's on it, he's really on it. Okay. And what's and and, and what why is that controversial? What do Warsaw fans, the, just, the, the, the more negative ones, what, what don't they like about him? Um, just it's the inconsistency okay. sort of during games when he's off it, he kind of doesn't seem to be able, it's not like a, a, an off five or 10 minutes. He seems to have matches where he's off okay. and that's where the, the kind of the controversy comes in. So we've got to wait. So we, we're, everyone is going to be weighted with bated breath on his yeah. first touch. So but if he you know, rolls off and goes out for a throw. But you know what? If he sets up a Jamil Matt Hattrick, then yeah. what do I I know? mean, I'll be entirely honest. We'll be setting up the Jamil Hattrick, Matt Hattrick. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy oh, the rest of the me. season. And where can, uh, if everybody wants to get an eye on sort of the preview for Warsaw, where can they find you? So we are uh, at Ribbon Podcast on Twitter. 
the reason why I think you were you probably yeah. alluding to is there is a chant called she wore a yellow ribbon. Okay. Oh, fine, fair it, enough. <laughs> it's very straightforward. We don't have the creativity of going beyond that. <laughs> don't worry, ours is Mariner shouted really long and loud, cool. and that's about it. Oh, and clap clap fish, isn't it? Mark? And our, our podcast is literally the postcode. You know, yeah. So. yeah that's... <laughs> I should take it back. Maybe we are quite creative. Yeah, exactly. Got, got, don't worry. Got, don't worry. Got a letter and thought, what can we call it? Ah, there we go. That'll do. <laughs> yeah. They char- if they, we put it on a shirt and they charge by the letter, we're quids in, Mike. So I don't know what you're talking about. They've got yellow ribbon. They're going to be broke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. Or maybe right. just why are? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why are we here? Which is exactly <laughs> what we're saying at full time at Warsaw. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Cheers, uh, good luck for the rest of the season. See you later. And now the shipping forecast issued by the Met Office on behalf of the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency at 1130. Go! Here, double one three oh. I don't think I've ever wanted to be able to stand more than my life around there. They're going crazy. Hey, they got plenty here. They've been fish flying about. There's no tomorrow. What a magnificent piece of football! Really?